Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and we have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Boys, good to be back with y'all. Good to be back on the pod. How are we feeling? Yeah, feeling good, man. I like having a series back to review, man. And yeah. Knowing that we have, you know, kind of, quote, unquote. You like the rhythm? Yeah, the rhythm and then, quote, unquote, job security for the next eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. This is a schedule, you know? <laughs> yes. Is yes. this eight weeks? This uh, eight episodes, I believe. Eight yeah. episodes? Mm-hmm. Is it normally? Oh, yeah. They've yeah. always been eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Six is marble, if that's what you were thinking. Nope. I, no. just, I just was thinking math and how I'm, math is difficult for me. Um, hopefully math is not difficult for you. If you've looked at our views on YouTube lately, you'll see that they're difficult for us. Uh, but that's because you guys aren't sharing the podcast. So help us out a little bit. Share the podcast. Um, share the YouTube channel. Um, share it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. We want to encourage you to please hit the subscribe button wherever you are uh, taking in this content. Please leave a review. Leave a comment. Um, if you're on Apple, those really help. Please leave a review. And also follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're all over the place. So uh, follow us and join the community. And um, yeah, join us on the ride. This is the way, gentlemen. This is the way. I love it. This is the way. Yes. So let's talk about um, episode two of season three of The Mandalorian. Yep. Yep. Uh, Minds of. Mandalore. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. I keep wanting to say something else. Minds of Mandalore. Um, yeah. This was a, uh, I want to say, a suspenseful yes. episode. Oh, yes. Is that fair? Several yeah. several moments that were jump scares, really. Like, there were oh, yeah, several yeah, moments. There were a couple that, things I was like, something's yeah. got to happen. Something yeah. Something and it happen. got you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. It got me to, um, there was, I think, three total scenes that actually, like, I was like, holy crap, holy crap, like that kind of thing. But that yeah. kind of reaction. But uh, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And just the ending alone was that nice little cherry on top, man. It was, it was so amazing to mm-hmm. see. So much, yeah. so many nuggets in this episode from Star Wars lore that I would really yeah. can't wait to talk about. Me with you guys. too, me too, Shimano. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was there was a lot of just really cool stuff um, that we got to see. We got our first real look at um, Mandalore ever in live action, so that was super cool. Um, you know, just seeing that was super awesome. I was, you know, there was a lot of cool stuff. I'm hoping maybe at some point with the way they're talking about it, that we might even get you know maybe some flashback scenes at some point. So that'd be really cool to see. Uh, in the future. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, man. Man Mandalore was uh, quite the sight. I really enjoyed that. And uh, while while we were getting the exploration of Mandalore and just the the aerial shot going in and then the caves going through, I thought to myself, I was like, did Disney spend all of their budget on CG for... Mandalorian and none for Marvel. Like I'm not gonna Ant-Man lie. three and Wakanda Forever got no love from their their uh, CG department. It was crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking the exact same thing. Especially <laughs> when they were flying in, I was like, you know, I really wish like this looks really good. Like where where was this in some of the Marvel content exactly. recently? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's wild to think about, but I I guess. I also made the comment, really, when my uh, me and my wife were watching the episode, and I was like, I love that Star Wars is able to do practical effects yes. with CG enhancing, whereas Marvel is doing CG like fully, 
Yeah. And it just takes away from the the feel of it because the Mandalorian truly is an experience. Like this episode, it, 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 you were you felt it. You felt this episode, and it, it was it was great to be involved in yeah. what was you were watching on screen. Well, like how easy would it have been to um to have just CGI'd the, the the native creatures. I'm not sure. I don't remember the name exactly of them, but the native creatures. How easy would it have been just throw, you know, some, you know, poor mocaps, that kind of stuff. But, you know, you could obviously tell that they, you know, had people actually dressed up. Maybe they had some extra, like, CG added on to make the process a little bit easier. But you could tell that, you know, that was a real person in those scenes, you know, working in yeah. the space. I think they were Alamites is what I think they were. Alamites, yeah. okay. Okay. But uh yeah, it was uh it was it was great it's to see. It's just funny. You I never I never I almost never pick up on CGI like mm-hmm. lacking or like if a movie or a show is good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like really noticeably bad for me to notice. And if it's good, I don't think I I notice that either. I have such just an untrained eye. You know. I mean, I think it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I give uh, I mean, when I see it, if you are a big budget production, I'm going to ding you for like in my mind when I see that you did this because yeah, because what did you spend the money on? Yeah, like like, like you spent like if it's a B rate movie, I understand that you know, or a smaller budget movie, I understand that. Or but, a you show know, like smaller yeah, budget, a, a small but or even a small budget show. Like there are big budget shows. Any Marvel show is going to be a big budget show. Like it's just the way it is, um, but so I expect them to you know put their best foot forward because they have even said that there should be no difference between this big screen and the little screen. So they said it in that they in, said it <laughs> in that um, space. If you're going to say that these are supposed to be on the same level, well then you better put in the same effort on both. It sounds like you guys just uncovered a uh, completely separate. Topic discussion, idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do can, need to hone back in. Yeah, on we can come yeah. back to that sometime. But so it's it's good to point it out. But maybe we should. Keep yeah, it no, on. no, you're yeah. right. We can get right. it back on track. But yeah. but it led to the episode being as great as it was, yes. in my opinion. But yeah, um, how awesome was it just to see uh, Pelly again? Right, we see yes. her, uh, and she's up to grifting. Her old, grift, yes, it's such a, such a grifter. She's like, it's a holiday. It's Boonta weekend. Yes. Like, what do you? Boonta Eve. Yeah, boy, yeah, Boonta Eve. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, you know about Bunta, right? Uh, sure, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's like, I'll fix it for you, but I got to work on Bunta Eve, that kind of thing, yeah. right? And then uh, as soon as he leaves, he's like, get the Jaws in here, put it back together, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, it was great to see. And then Mando comes in humming on his uh, Naboo one, and yes. it was uh, it was great to see her again. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it, especially. Yeah, and then she grifted him. Well, oh yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But then like seeing Grogu interact with her as well, where he jumps, uh, force yes. jumps out to uh, greet her, that was great. <laughs> But I will say, um, the droid, you guys, uh, I don't know, T-Roll doesn't, but Shimato, the droid don't that she that. Don't gives, that. Get, lets him go ahead and use is the same droid from uh, New Hope, where yeah. Luke was looking to purchase one of those droids. So That was R5. Yeah, R5-D4. Yeah, R5-D4. Good job. So um, Really? Yeah, it's, wow. it, that was pretty incredible. And then when she taps it, it falls apart, so it's he's still falling apart, yeah. which is great. That's That's, that's awesome. But obviously the Jawas kept them around, and uh, Peli got her hands on them eventually. So yeah. Um, but I love these little nuggets that they're dropping from the yeah. Star Wars universe. But mm-hmm. he got his droid to go yeah. explore Mandalore, which is yeah. great to see. That was the only part of the episode that I was a little bit like, it was a little bit off. I was like, what is going on with this droid? He all of a sudden is just okay with any droid after he fought so hard 
for this one specific droid. Yes. You know, it, it did feel a little off. It's the only part that I would, like, critique about the episode. Like, uh, I felt like it was a, a really, really good episode. But I did feel like he kind of, like, gave in to, like, this idea well, of just random droid just, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, even though they had already told me that I can't get this part, I'm going to go uh, halfway across the galaxy and find this part. Yeah. Oh, second place says no. Eh, I'm good. Well, I feel like he trusts Pelly. I feel like he trusts her. Yeah. And, I mean, we see her, like, not being trustworthy before the scene. But (laughs) I feel like she and Mandalorian have a relationship enough to where he can trust her. And he said, you know what? I do. I really need to get on this journey and, and, you know, bathe in the the minds of Mandalorian. Yeah. That kind of thing, right? And uh, she offered him a droid. And he's like, you know what? I'll just take it. I'll take it. I, I trust you. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Great podcasting. Yeah. I think the best thing about this episode is that structurally it was just a single... I mean, there was a clear direction where they were going. Yes. You know, like he was going to Mandalore. That was the, the whole focus. Um, didn't take him long to get there after the after the episode starts. Mm-hmm. The majority of their time was spent there. Yeah. There was clear peril when he was there too. Clear yeah. mystery. Like oh yeah. Like literally like he, he wasn't prepared to get out of his uh his his ship yet because he wasn't sure about the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um and before they even get to the planet, I do want to point out the the scene where he is taking the time to teach Grogu about yes. navigation, and he's like spending the time explaining where they're going, what system they're in. Like yeah. he he really took the time to do that, and then we see that pay off when he does eventually mm-hmm. get captured, and he's like, "Go go to Bo-Katan. Like, and then he he knew yeah. because scenes later he was like, "This is where Bo-Katan lives. It's all part of the scene." Yes. So when he gets back in the ship, he points to uh, R5, and he's like, he's like, this planet. This planet right here. That's super cool, but it's also like, it's doubling down, and it's one of the the basic tricks of like movie and TV making where he's telling a character what's going on, but he's also very much telling the audience what's going on. He's like, oh, this is what system we are in. Uh, That is what planet... Or what moon that I grew up on. This is this. So, like, he's giving us information without it being... In your face. It's it's in the story, which is always the better way to do it when you're figuring out this stuff instead of, you know, it it makes it... it, When you're giving a character that doesn't have, like, the, um, you know, the information and you're giving that character the information, it feels more part of the storyline than, you know, figuring it out kind of unorganically. It's just being dropped... You know, um, in in into the episode, um, so it's always nice when it's like this. So it's kind of like we're getting this extra connection, and you know, he's telling us as well as telling Grogu. Yeah, and uh, Grogu in this episode really carried his own. Yes, like he was uh, doing a lot of great things as far as uh, force pushing uh, these creatures around, right? Yes, but then like that. As he's running away, like uh, Mandalorian gets captured, and it was cra- a crazy scene because uh, he's looking at that Mandalorian helmet, and then this big giant it's mechanical trap. robot yeah. traps him, grabs his body, takes him away. Uh, Grogu tries to free him, fails because he's using the Force to try to open the cage, and he ends up uh, uh, making too much noise, and the the weird whatever robot yeah. slash organic being. Yeah, uh, yeah, monster. it was. Yeah, it looked fantastic. <laughs> kind of reminiscent of like really, a, really good. Like it almost kind of reminded me of like a general. Yes, yeah. yes, grievous. Yeah, um, 
Grievous had just like organic eyes, but yes. uh, this creature had eye, but with like the lid and the little yeah. bit of the facial features. Well, Grievous there. also had some like internal organs mm-hmm. as well too. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, this he, creature he, might have too he because he got that got hoses. Cold. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he got a cold. But uh, but then you see Grogu esca- escaping, and he's like force pushing this big creature out of the way, and then dodging this like flying creature, and then he gets in the ship and like leaves mm-hmm. Bo-Katan, which yeah. Uh, it took a whole lot, which even Bo-Katan acknowledged later on. He's like, "You're you're uh, you're you're strong, buddy. Like yes. you must be strong in the Force. Like we could to get to me here. Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty great to see. What? Which it was cool to see. I kind of thought about like the parallels between this and like the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and I felt like Grogu was a better example of the the young character saving the older character. I think it made more sense than when Omega saves. The characters in the Bad Batch. I felt like it made more sense as he was going through, and (laughs) you know, um, it was really cool seeing him like be able to use the Force and just you know kind of move maneuver around. Um, You know, very much like he didn't. There was no like super stretches of his abilities. Like everything was within his realm of capabilities, which was I felt like was very much. I feel it's overplayed lots of times where like the weak character quote-unquote i know grogu isn't weak but usually the character that is generally being taken care of lots of times will have like this leap in ability to save the main character right yeah. whereas i felt like everything here kept within his abilities and was realistic to him as a character yeah i feel like uh i mean you got to see his force powers on display but yes. it wasn't like anything op like nothing was yeah. overpowered yeah, yes. so much so we're like kind of on display like technically they didn't really like when that when he threw that monster out of the cave, like yeah. we didn't actually see him do it. We just see the the, the monster, yeah, and at. you see his hand afterwards. And then he yeah. comes fu- coming out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was, was great. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but then I want to see Grogu force choke someone. I want to see Grogu do all, all all sorts of things like lightsaber yeah. battle and everything. Yeah. But the real the real talk about this episode really should be focused on Bo Katan and how she. Yeah. Absolutely killed it, man. She was phenomenal. We yes. got to see her in action, and she—you could see how strong she was as far as her uh, ability to fight, but also her strategy in the fighting too. Like especially yes. the scene where she's walking in the cave and she knows and notices something up top, and she starts shooting the the ground up there. I, I love that little push down. that she gives mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I don't know. Oh like, yeah, for whatever nudge, reason, the like, nudge. <laughs> I just love that little nudge. Like yeah. she was getting prepared for like what was coming up. Exactly. Like, she knew that there yeah. was about to be a battle, and that yeah. you know. To put everything where it needed to go, um, yeah, she was a gr- she was great in this episode for all the fight scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you also got to see like other parts of her and like just like a, a lot of it was behind like facial ins- expressions. But she was t- the way she would you know look at the things that were coming around and going through um, everything that was happening. And just the fact that she was willing to you know go get Din Djarin after she was. Good. She was pretty annoyed at him when he came. Oh, when when sure. she thought he was coming back. No, literally moments before she's like, "Let's get rid of him once and for all." Like yes. <laughs> yeah. What's yes. that? I would have murdered this person. Well, she just wanted to be in her misery, man. That's all. That's all. And he she's kept mopey. He came back for the second time. She's like, "That's it. I'm done with him. Let's get rid of him." Like that. That's all it was. It's like she wanted to be there with her and her droid by themselves yeah. because she couldn't lead a group of people without the dark saber. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But now. Now she's sees that he was in trouble, and he went to go help. And yes, and that, and that was strong, I mean, true leadership. Yes, like it, like diving back in it to um, to show that she sh- very well should be the leader of Mandalore. You know, yes, absolutely. Well, the, what proved that for me was the fact that when they went in to actually save uh, the Mandalorian, 
uh, she go ahead and picks up the dark saber and is able to wield it flawlessly and destroys. Yeah. The, like it was way too easy. Unlike that, him, every time he yeah. swings that thing, it's oh, well because man, it was fi- because it was finally rightfully hers. That, true. I mean, yes, true. But the scene with uh, Hero's talking about with the agonizing, it was painful to watch. Really, it was yeah. Mandalorian fighting the three uh, creatures, yes. and he's like sluggishly like trying to save himself, and it was yeah. very painful. Just really struggling. Com- yeah. Completely flipped on its axis there to go and see um, Bo-Katan. Yeah. So, so what's the deal, though? Like, she can't, that, that can't rightfully be hers until she wins it in battle? Yes, which right. she did. Did she? She didn't so, battle oh, him. Okay, well, Din Djarin was disarmed by the, the robot thingy, the creature, yeah, and yeah. then she defeated the robot thingy in battle. So I believe yet, that it is... Mando picks it up at the end yeah, and puts it back in Yeah, and she didn't fight yeah. that. I feel like but if I don't she believe knew- she lost it in... She never re-lost it in battle, is what I... So but, I believe it is still... But then, but then why wouldn't she speak up about that? Like, if she knows that that's hers now, rightfully, why wouldn't she just, like... Why is she just going to let him put it back on his belt? I mean, I think she... It's maybe th- as a pride thing. Maybe she's like, no, I probably should challenge him to actual combat, that kind of thing. I mean, it could be that, or it could just be that she's, you know, come to this moment of she's at the place that where she needs to be, and, you know, she's kind of... I think in some ways she's almost kind of in awe of Din Djarin in the sense of... The, his commitment to the creed that he still has in the, in this moment and everything that's happening and him wanting to go back into the waters. And I feel like she had lost a lot of that, like, awe for her own culture in a lot of ways, especially when, she, when they were walking into the mines. She had a very, like, sarcastic yeah. and very, like, dismissive attitude about her own past and her own culture. So I think part of it is she's kind of like, I don't know, maybe seeing the um, you know, the greatness of her culture through the eyes of someone else again. So she's almost, you know, starting to you know, see those things for re- for the way she used to feel about them. Yeah, I feel like when Mandalorian was talking about the the waters of of Mandalore, like you kind of saw that twinkle in her eye. Like yeah. uh, she's like, okay, uh, this is what I'm fighting for. This this ideal of what Mandalore means to people is what she's trying to yeah. to stand for. And I, I think that was great when she's offered, like, okay, I'll take you, I'll show you. Yeah. Mm. Well, but I th- actually, to tell you the truth, I think in that moment she was actually doing the opposite. Think so? I, I the way that she was saying it to me. I think she was trying to she was, hide it. I think she was trying to be overly like. See, to, I, see, to I don't kind think of, so. To kind of be like, hey, well, listen, like the the scene where she was like, like she was making the soup, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like she kind of had that look, like you know what, like he's right, like we should probably, I should probably show him this way, like yes, nah, bro, see, see, so I, see, I don't think so she either. She said mocking, no. mocking things to him, but I, I and like when she was talking about. Her being a princess and um, she put on a show, that kind of thing. Like I kind of felt like I got the impression that she was um, kind of fond of those memories because of her dad. Like she was more relating it to her dad, and she thought fondly of that. That's why I kind of picked up on it. I thought she was being spunky the whole time and almost yeah. just annoyed. Like I feel like she was kind of like saying, "Yeah, I'll take you to the waters," in the sense of like you coming up on like you, you hearing about. 
a river like you go in to see i don't know like the mississippi and then you get to the mississippi and it's like muddy and dirty nasty water. and like nasty water and then <laughs> yes, that's like you're right that's Shimano. how the, she was expecting him to get there and be just completely disappointed yes completely disappointed but, but i think then I, you see but i think then the she starts to well, end, i think she yeah, starts to she turn the towards the end like she saw right, the damn what's that what's whatever what's Mythosaur. that Mythosaur. 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 yeah yeah she yeah. sees that thing down there that she didn't yeah. believe in see well i think at the very end yes she does i think as soon as that's i, I think as soon as she right sees end. him start to like undo his stuff i think that's where she really starts to she switches from that sarcastic to the real mm-hmm. like yeah. the realness of it see I, she's but like not a single right. moment before the ending would i say that she was genuinely having a twinkle because i think what she was <laughs> thinking was like i think she was going to be like um she really wanted to see din jarin come up on the waters and him being like oh these are the, the, this is it. Yeah. Motto, I'm, and I'm with you 100%. Like, yeah. And then I think she wanted to be like, yeah. See, this maybe. Is it. See, she wanted the told you so. She wanted a, <laughs> yes, the told you so it. moment. Well, see, maybe what I'm doing is is kind of projecting the ending and kind of filling on in the, the, gap. On yeah, the way you're wearing, back. Yeah, you're wearing like goggles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, goggles. you got a 2020 vision that mm-hmm. kind of like corrects mm-hmm. the past. Yeah, pretty much. That's what that's how I'm picking up on it because she yeah. for sure believes now. Because like I feel like all even all the way up to when yeah. she she was she was very sarcastic, even up when she was reading the yes. reading the thing, like you know this big like gesture that she was going through. I think she was she was playing it up. It was theater for her because she wanted Absolutely. to see that moment where, she, and, and kind like of a mean was, way, she was trying to she wanted to see that moment of mm-hmm. break. I feel like she was trying to play it up for Mando and, and like kind of give him that full experience because he's never been. He's Dude, never been there. Why are you there. watching? There's, are you being <laughs> genuine right now? Listen, I listen. I do. This think, is incredibly optimistic. Listen, I think that she she's, this a, is she's pure a optimism. She's a believer now in uh, in Mandalore. No, but yeah, now after mm-hmm. the episode, yes, not not at any point in the episode mm-hmm. beforehand, she was right. there to save him, yeah. and then like and then save she wanted, again. yeah, it, and then she wanted to humiliate him. Yeah. I don't know if humiliation. Maybe not humiliate, but she okay. wanted to prove I, I think, I think she just strong. wanted to see. Yeah. I think it's almost like um, she despises. She, his she almost sees him. As, I, think, true. I think true. she sees him as almost like a tourist, but a person who's like a tourist who claims to be from that area. Like I, that's how I kind of see how she sees Din Djarin and mm-hmm. even those other outside creeds. It'd almost be like someone who. Um, so, for example, if you were from. Like New York City, you were, and you had somebody who was like from like New Jersey, and they act like they're from New York, and then like when they come in, you just kind of laugh at the way they like are in awe of the actual city when they're actually there, but they say they're from the city, like that kind of idea. I feel like she, in in a way, she kind of feels like he's not a true Mandalorian in a lot of ways because of... Which she, technically he's not because he's never been. He The whole episode was spent saying like, oh, I've never been to Mandalore. Yes. I've, I've never it's experienced him it. Not, him, him, you know, he's never, literally never set foot he's on it. He's finally going to Disney World. Yeah, Pretty much. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it, it, and see, she is there to show him like, you see how stupid Disney World is? <laughs> yeah, kind no of. Like, no it, such thing. I mean like, it, 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 but that same kind of an idea. I'm trying to think of like a place that would be like... Here you go. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know if you've ever been to have you ever heard of you know plymouth up in massachusetts like the rock yeah plymouth rock yeah okay so i don't know if you know this but plymouth rock is incredibly underwhelming 
it's only like a 10 foot most rock. historical places are yes um uh, mount like, rushmore is very underwhelming yes mount rushmore that's would a good be one. that's a good one yeah that, that's that's another good one but it, that, that kind of idea so is it's it's like someone who had been there before but they're like you know there's somebody else out there who blows it up to like this big proportion and then you kind of want to see the person look underwhelmed because you kind of want to you, you kind of want to understand that you know you you know what you want to see that person kind of get taken down a peg a little bit. Mm. Like it's kind of human nature. You kind of just want to see that, you know, I feel like that's how she was kind of feeling about this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the time when I went to California and I went to that stupid place that we talked about in and out. And I, and like everyone was hyping it up. Like I, I was like, I can't wait to go to this place. And the yeah. people that took me there were like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of a crappy burger place. But, and even these fries, you know, the, 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 the animal style or whatever, it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. I so they're, do they're, not agree with anything. They're there to kind of mock right me along mm-hmm. the way yeah. as I came all the way to California. Mm-hmm. Like, wait until you get this stupid Southern boy to try this nasty burger place, and really, yeah. it's not that good. So I think that's what she's trying to say yeah. about. Or how about, or how about I this? I need to defend in that real quick. Like, if you were to take, if you were to take someone <laughs> who like, you know, comes from maybe not the South. And you were to take them, they're like, oh, you know what? I really want to go to like, uh, like I want to go to Chick-fil-A in Georgia. Like, mm. you know, where Chick-fil-A was like first <laughs> Nothing created. special, I promise. See, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I think that's what Bo-Katan was trying to do. Like you being, mm-hmm. us being from the area, mm-hmm. we like if someone were to say that to us, we'd be like, okay. Like that would be a ridiculous <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, I'll take you there. And you just kind of watch them. You just kind of want to see them have that moment of realization where it's like, you know what? This is just a place. Yeah. You know? Like that would be it would be the same thing for what just happened with now, this. If you want to go to Waffle House, <laughs> real Southern <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. exactly. So I I am fully with Shimano here. That's fine. I think, that's fine. That's fine. But I think what is fascinating about this episode, and to what I'll give it credit for, is that there was a there is a clear what's the word dichotomy? Is that right? Like a like a clear difference. <laughs> like yeah. it was vivid. Yes, between yes, Bo-Katan and and Mando the whole time. Yeah, you know. And I love that, like the clear differences. Um, and it took the ending. So let's talk about this ending real quick. Yes, okay, please. So he's going in. He's he's saying the, the redemption oath, creed, yep. whatever yes. he's got to say to be redeemed. Like he gets yanked. He got. It looks like he got yanked, right? Yes. But by the time that she gets to him at the bottom, there's nothing around him. No. I felt like so what, that was what is a that? very long dive that she did to try to save him. Oh, my like, gosh. Was like it was really long. Like his best car that of, heavy? Like, what happened? I mean, maybe, yeah. So the mythosaur obviously, like, pulled him under. Like, that's yes. got to be it. And then you see her, like, trying to find him, and she finally does. And on the way up, you see the mythosaur just kind of staring there, which, which has me to believe, right? The armor wants proof, right, that he yes. bathed in the, in the waters. What's not saying that him coming back riding on a mythosaur is not going to be the proof <laughs> that she needs? I mean, they literally they've talked about that as they're going through. E- well, either him or even I don't maybe I mean maybe they both come back. You know, I mean, like yeah. how big of a scene would that be? How much of a sign would that be for them to follow Bo-Katan for their her- for the two of them to show up? You yeah. know. On a mythosaur, you know? Yeah, and the scene directly before that when she's reading the plate, right? And then she talks about, um, it was even rumored that uh, the that Mandalore was able to tame the beast, the mythosaur, yeah. right? Like, 
well, who's saying that uh, Din Djarin can't do that or Bo-Katan can't do that? Yeah. And even in season one, when Quill is teaching him how to ride the Blurg, right? Yep. He mentions... Like, your he men- people, yeah. Yeah, your people used to ride the well, the Mythosaur. Well, yeah. and when Bo-Katan is talking, she's like, um, when there were, before she actually gets to the Mandalorian and she's walking with Grogu, uh, they're talking about, well, if these creatures survive, I wonder what else. Yes, you're right. Good yes. point. I wonder what else could could have survived, which was a little bit of a foreshadowing of potentially a foreshadowing of the mythosaur as well. So tell me about the mythosaur again. I'm not your right. Star Wars lore guy. Yeah. So like, if you see the the symbol, the yeah, the like, basically the Mandalorian symbol yeah. that is the skull of the mythosaur. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but not the one on actual Mandalorian. Uh, our character, he yeah. has the mud horn on him. Is but there like, only one mythosaur, or is there like a is there is it a species like um see that's the other thing like it, we've never seen it in yeah. li- in live yeah. action in yeah. live action at all um or I, I don't or know animated or anything it. yeah but it's been a, a mythical being up okay. until up until now but okay. uh the the mythosaur is is the embodiment of the mandalorians like that's what yeah. it is and um you can see the symbol on, like, Boba Fett's armor has yes. uh, a mythosaur on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, the skull. And they, right. they pretty much build their whole foundation uh-huh. on, on that symbol. Yeah. And uh, that this is the first, like, when we so first, get that. we got a peak of the mythosaur. Like, that was the first time ever we anybody's ever actually seen a live one. Like, yeah. not, whether it's animated or real life. Like, oh, it's nobody, never even in the animated? Or even in the comic books. Like, you've never seen one, like, visually with your eyes. Yeah. It's always been a symbol. So, when really? we, we were able to see that... It was absolutely insane. Like I, I lost it. I lost it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh, wow. I can't believe it." Yeah. See, yeah. that's that's a good example of like, the ending was good because yeah. of what it did, like visually on mm-hmm. Bo-Katan. Yeah. The way she looked, even yeah. with her helmet on. Oh yeah, even with the helmet on, you could feel you could the feel intensity. It. Yeah. But aside from that, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's a big monster beast yeah. thing." But I didn't. I didn't. No. I had yeah. like no thoughts on like the significance of it. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I'm like. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Like that's the kind of reaction that I'm having. Like so much so to where like I'm immediately texting my like hardcore Star Wars friends. I'm like, "Did you watch? Did you like?" That's how yeah. intense I was when I saw the reveal of the Mythosaur. Like, it's like it a was, legendary yeah, Pokemon. It was, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It yeah. was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Okay, well that does make me more excited. I mean, Good. it looked very large. It did. Like, look that's very not large, gonna, yeah. f- you know, the Mythosaur not gonna fit in his the, the not gonna one. fit in his. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Great can point. it can it travel uh, to different? Dude, I don't even planets? know, man. We don't know. We don't know a lot about it. Yeah. I don't know. I have a I feeling mean, obvi- it's not gonna fit in either one of their ships. They yeah. just want to carry it because neither one of their ships are very big anymore. That's yeah, true. that's yeah. true. So it's interesting. Well, it's cool though. It's really yeah. cool. So. Overall, uh, poor, poor Mandalore, though, man. I mean, you feel for Bo-Katan when she's walking around. She's you like, do, and she's watching. This place is destroyed. Yeah, all the greatness and all that kind of stuff she's yeah. talking about. But yeah. my real question is, Tyler, were you uninterested in this episode? No, no, I was interested. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. For sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, because, again, my critique of episode one was like, Too many hey, let's start seven different things and not give any of them any time. Yeah. And this one was like, let's spend a whole episode on Mandalore. Yeah. So it was great. I thought it was awesome. So good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that because I really enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the next one, hopefully, it keeps like rising. Side lightning, mission, man. <laughs> side mission of the week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. very possibly, like it's going to be, you know, maybe potentially reaching out to some other Mandalorian groups, maybe mm-hmm. trying to yeah. bring people back. I did read that 
potentially like uh what's it called uh Vizla Paz Vizla or Paz yeah. Vizla he he's going to be a player in this season is what i read um so maybe there's going to be like some sort of mandalorian struggle of power kind of going on i, I mean know. i could see him trying to i mean cuz although the mandalorian seems like the obvious choice to kind of reunite the two groups yeah. Paz Vizla comes from a very prominent yes. mandalorian family yes. um that if there was a group that could, you know, join the two groups, he would be a family that would, you know, yeah. be able to his, yeah, join his them together. His name alone has, yes. has, has, has a lot appeal. of weight. Yeah. Yes. And he's obviously a very tanky dude in his own right. So, like, <laughs> For sure. So, I mean, his ability would be, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, I will say I would love to see if they do a flashback. I would love to see bo older sister, and maybe, maybe we get to see a little bit of Obi-Wan with her because of... because What you said about the Jedi? Interesting. Well, well yeah, because um, that, they fought next to each other, but um, the, pretty much Obi-Wan and her older sister were in love. Yeah, Sabine. You know, Sabine. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, not Sabine. Not Sabine? Sabine is a different oh, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Um, my yes, bad, my you're, you're talking about I, yeah. Rebels, Sabine. I'm, yes, um, my bad, my bad. Okay, so, but anyway, her older sister was um, kind of the more, like, um, diplomatic. Like, she was, uh, Bo-Katan was a fighter. Her sister was kind of more like a diplomat um, and trying to keep the peace on Mandalore in a stressful time. And um, Obi-Wan went there, and they were very much, you could tell that he had connections, like, with her, like, and he kind of chose to, even though he had feelings, he chose to force. Con- yeah. Yes, to stay on the more Jedi path. Yeah. Um. So it would be in- it would be interesting to see like that kind of actually happen on live screen to see a little bit of that tension between the two of them. Yeah, be cool. Yeah. So is is uh, Dendrarin, Is he uh, is he redeemed now? Uh, yes, I would say so. Would you? Uh, I mean, the only the, the only he thing finished that- his oath. He finished it. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be the only thing is I don't know how far like the process actually goes. That would be the only thing that I would say is because even it earlier in this uh, in this season we they didn't finish his either the little boys so we didn't even get to see truly what the end would be um, from the very first episode because oh, we yes, didn't get to see right. the, his true. finish That's either true. so we can't even match him up and That's be a like great point actually so uh, I'm wondering like I don't know how far the ceremony actually like, goes. how does he prove I mean. I mean, I guess if you it's ride good, on a mythosaur, well, that's enough yeah, yeah, proof. Yeah, that's enough proof. But you're right. How does how does he? There's no video cameras, that right? He uh, no, actually, uh, yeah, that he was actually in the minds of Mandalore. I don't know. Maybe he like, uh, you know, breaks off that uh, the Stone that symbol. Tablet, yeah. yeah, the symbol, uh, the tablet, and is like, here we go. <laughs> I'm just ready for this whole cult stuff to be done with. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Well, boys, this is a good episode. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of fun. I can't wait for the next one, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm dialed in. Next week, please return to us. Please come back to uh, hear our review, our thoughts on episode number three. Big shout out to all of our listeners, everyone who's tuned in. Please uh, follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod, um, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And also, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening, wherever you are watching. Uh, share the podcast with your friends and help us to take over the world. I mean, to, just to grow. <laughs> um, yeah. So with all that in mind, for my good friends, Justin, oh, sorry, Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. You peasants.